This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. Here, Reggie introduces the practice of pure awareness. It is the natural next step on the Dharma Ocean journey of somatic meditation after we have worked with and integrated the awakening the body practices. This excerpt is taken from Reggie's upcoming online course called The Somatic Practice of Pure Awareness, The Tantric Style of Embodied Meditation. To register for the course, please visit dharmaocean.org. I very much appreciate that we're doing this sequence of courses. Course number one being Awakening the Body, The Somatic Practice of Pure Awareness, Course number two. Number three, which we, I'm not quite sure what the title is, but something along the lines of the awakening heart, emphasizing compassion. And then course four on the Vajrayana. I very much appreciate doing this in sequence because it enables me in each course to take you further, take you deeper. So in the Awakening the Body course, that you have already completed. As I mentioned when we did that course, everything in the entire journey of somatic meditation all the way to realization is present in the practices. And you could do those practices, those six core practices that we learned and the four additional practices, making up ten in all. You could do those over a period of lifetime and make the full human journey. However, there are a lot of things in that particular body of teaching that are implicit and they haven't yet come to the surface. That body of teaching uh, really gives us the ground and it gives us the full, uh, you could say, the full scope of the spiritual journey. But there are a lot of things in there that are going to emerge over time, things that we're going to discover, subtleties that we haven't yet seen, and especially implications towards our lives and towards our world that are not yet explicit. The need to have a, an unfolding path, which we are doing in this program, this series of four courses, The need to have that is to bring out those implications and to enable you to make those further discoveries and come to that further level of subtlety in your own spiritual journey. So already we've actually covered a lot of ground in this course. In talk one, I wanted to really expose you to the tradition of meditation in the larger context 
And if you remember, we talked about Asia, we talked about the Asian teachers. And really what I was, what I'm hoping to communicate to you, and it's a theme I want to develop just a little bit right now, is that the practice of meditation in our culture is often viewed as a lifestyle choice. It is something that people do to enhance their personal status quo. You know, and I'm not putting that down. I think that much of our life is an attempt to create a safe haven for ourselves and to carry through on our conscious understanding of life and our agendas and our ambitions and our inspirations. And therefore, we see this, the enormous success of the so-called mindfulness movement, where people are taught very simple practice, you know, pay attention to the breath, whatever it may be, in order to accomplish some important but limited goals to have a way to calm down when they're upset, to have a way to come back to themselves when they have lost track of who they are and they're just projected all over the universe and pulled out of themselves at a deeper level, even to address health issues. Very, very important, very powerful impact, as we know, on the immune system and on people's level of cortisol and, and uh, norepinephrine and adrenaline, the so-called stress hormones, to downregulate their sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight-or-flight response. These are all very, very important in life, but they are limited. They're limited because when we practice meditation in that way, and I'm not putting it down, but we are taking the technique and we are fitting it into our already existing ego structure. And that kind of practice, as I said already, um, to some extent is not taking full advantage of what this tradition is and what this tradition actually offers us as modern people. So, hence I was uh, wanting to talk about Asia and how in Asia, traditionally, the practice of meditation was uh, you could say a global a way of life, a way of living. And it certainly included the sitting practice of meditation. It included mindfulness practice. But it also was allowed to um, bleed into one's whole life. And so that, as I mentioned, one's life became a dance partner with the practice of meditation. And I cited my own example of how meditation for me has been a way to come from a much deeper place in my own state of being, in my everyday stress-filled, ambition-filled, agenda-filled life, and to affect everything that I do in a positive way. And I brought up the Asian example because I want to really invite you, as I said, I want to invite you to consider all the things that we learned and we carried out in the first course, Awakening the Body. I want to invite you to bring those into a regular, consistent, and uh, committed meditation practice and to allow that practice to be the core of your state of being and the central reference point for your life. And again, you know, we're not talking here about 
that we become fanatical meditators and we set aside the rest of our life, it's, it's really quite the opposite. That we begin to see that meditation itself becomes a way to open doors in our life that otherwise would be closed. And strangely enough, not to open some doors that would otherwise be closed, but through the practice of meditation, as I suggested, you know, we begin to see how practicing meditation shifts our perception of everything we do in our life. Every situation, every sense perception, every human interaction, every moment of uh, creative work, every moment of drudgery, every moment of happiness, every moment of suffering, through the crucible, in the crucible of the practice of meditation, all of those things become doors that formerly were closed and now are open. And what are they open to? They are open to our own future possibility. When we practice meditation in a regular, ongoing, and embodied way, there is no such thing as a dead end. There's no such thing as a closed door. And truthfully, there is no moment of life that is boring. Every moment of life captures us with its intense possibility, its meaning, and its significance. At the deepest levels, this is the way meditation was viewed and practiced in traditional Asia. And I want to invite you into that in this course. That's what we're looking at. There are a lot of things we're going to have to look at beyond the actual sitting in our meditation posture of pure awareness. And there's a lot of deepening in terms of the posture of pure awareness, in terms of the body work that we're going to be able to experience here. At the same time, I want to once again emphasize that the process of assimilating the depth and the vastness of the Asian meditative traditions, when we practice them fully, and as they were practiced fully in Asia, because they most of the time they weren't, uh, that's going to require something very startling, I think, at least for me and my generation, I think for others as well. We're not going to be able to simply adopt the traditions. None of us, I think, as modern people can simply adopt the traditions as they were practiced and understood in Asia, whether we're talking about Tibetan Buddhism, whether we're talking about Zen Buddhism or Chan Buddhism from China, Korean Zen, whether we're talking about any of the uh, Theravadan traditions in Southeast Asia. You know, these people in their own time and place deserve our deepest gratitude and reverence because they kept alive something very, very profound and frankly quite radical. And we're going to talk about that uh, shortly. At the same time, they lived in a different time and place. They did not live in the modern world, and they did not live in cultures that we identify with now as the modern situation. 
download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.